money I spend ain't shit. It's, right. I would rather be, like I talked to her the other day, and she was like, Dad, I just miss you. You know, I love you chasing your dream. I, I admire that. But there are a lot of times where I just wish you were right here. Yeah. And that's, to me, that, that's what being a father is. It ain't, the money is whatever. But I text her every single day. I'm doing, in my opinion, the bare minimum. Just reaching out to her and letting her know every day that I'm thinking about it. And to, to know that there are fathers out there who are in the Ghost. same city. Goals. And won't make the effort. I'm like, My daughter's father kids. has not been in her life since. First of all, he told me if I put him on child support, he he'll never play. do anything else for her again. Right. And yeah, I don't. Understand. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what's so crazy. That's about like this. you saying if I have to take care of her, I will never talk to her. Let me tell you what's so crazy about this. So. When he said that, I was like, okay, because I was young. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this I don't want to, I don't want to go through this, right? I want you to be in your child's life. You know, my father, for the most part, was around. You know what I mean? Whether right. he taught me what I wanted to know or not, he still was there. He was present. And that matters. So I'm like, I want you to be there. And I told him every other week, because I was on child care initiative at the time, which is where the basically the state pays for your child care for the most part. And every other um, week, I told him, pick her up from daycare, mm-hmm. pay the $20, because we was paying $20 a week. I said, pay the $20 to daycare, and you take her for the weekend. You supply whatever clothes, whatever she needs for that weekend. You just take her in what she has, and you drop her back off to me in what she had on on Friday. Like, that's cool. That's she all did. I need you to do. And he did it for one weekend, and then that next, the, the next time he was supposed to do it, he didn't show up, and the daycare called me at, like, 6.30 because nobody had came and picked her up yet. And that's when I was like, I can't trust that he's going to do what he's supposed to do. I can't, and I have to do it through the court. $55.38 a month. That's, 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 it's so terrible. Like, it doesn't even make sense. I was like, you know what? And that's when I had just decided. Like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not even going to. I don't need you. I don't want you around. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure my daughter is. And, and I still left her available. I still reached out yeah, to I him and tried to encourage him to be in her life. He never did it. And he, I mean, it was one time that, uh, like, when she was, like, eight, he was married at this point, had had three more kids. And, you know, him and his wife was together and they were living with their children and all that. And she went over there for the weekend, came back and told me that he got out the car at the gas station and went and got her like some chips. And while he did that, his wife turned around and said, don't think because he don't see you, you special. When she said that, I said, you ain't never got to go over there again, ever again, because I don't want you around that type of environment where you're going to be abused because of his neglect. Yeah, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And so I've just never reached back out. I've never tried. He's never tried. And that's been that. And she is perfectly fine. (laughs) That's the weirdest thing to me is, like, how something can come from. Like, my wife, my ex-wife and I have been apart really since 2006. That's 11 years. 2006, yeah, the end of 2006, so almost 11 years, and I can't imagine having gone any of that time without being at least communicating with my daughter. We went a little bit of time where I didn't see her because I was living so far away, and I just, it wasn't a lot of, it wasn't easy during the school year for us to be together, but to not see your kid, nah. Yo, I just think, in my mind, I'm like, how do you live with yourself? 
as no, a man, especially if you down. have other children that you're taking care of, how do you go to sleep at night knowing that you have a child out there that we have proven through the courts is yours by 99.96%? This has been proven. And and the crazy thing about it is he signed uh, a, um, like a paternity, like a, I forgot what it's called, but when a baby's born, mm -hmm. you can sign something in a hospital saying, I acknowledge that this That's is my, my child. Right. right. So he did that. Then he was like, I want to test. I could have brought that piece of paper up no then, yeah. you know, and been like, well, he signed it. But I said, I don't have a reason to. Nigga, I wasn't fine. with nobody right, else. We were fine. together for four years. Like, why wouldn't that. go ahead and take the test? Sure enough, came back positive. And after that, it was child support. But $55.38, dude, you're not even... You don't even exist to me. The money is not the factor. It's the presence. And you don't even want to be in her life. So why should I force you? Yeah, you, you can't force somebody to. to be anything. And the tough part is when you do force somebody to be something, they're not going to be what they're supposed to be. You know what I mean? But it, I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine. I got two and one I live with and one I don't. And there's always a little bit of guilt. There's a, there's a certain amount of guilt that you feel when I'm picking up my son and holding my son and taking naps with my son and walking my son around and teaching him new things. There's a, there's a certain amount of guilt. And I talk to my daughter almost every day. So for the people who have kids around that are theirs and they're taking care of them and they have one that they're not, you know, that's where these problems come from when a kid feels like they're not enough, they're not good enough. And you can tell that kid all the yes. time, it doesn't matter that your father da 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 Why my daddy father. don't want me? Right. Because that's what they're thinking, no matter that's the, what. That's the Will Smith that's the line. Why my daddy don't love me? Yeah. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil never answered I that question I remember that episode. That was one of the, the toughest episodes. That was one of the deepest episodes. episodes, yeah. I was like, man, my dad signed over uh, his parental rights when my mom got married. And I remember feeling, I remember thinking to myself, if I ever have a child, I'll never do that. I will fight through the courts. I'll fight. I don't care if you get married 10 times. That's my child. I was going to do that. I was going to go through the whole adoption process. But I was like, I don't even need to. My husband is very present in my child's life. Yeah. That's who she calls dad. The last name dad. is irrelevant. The last name is so irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. And plus, her last name just flows with her first name better anyway. It's a <laughs> so. weird thing because we were talking about um, doing this episode about how black, how black men, men see, black, see women. black women. And I think in a lot of cases, it's, it's uh, as the opposition. You know what I mean? Like black men see black women as the opposition. And it and talking about child support in particular, that's a thing where she trapped me. She tried to get me for my money. And, you know, if you look at statistically, our wealth isn't high enough for anybody to want us for our money. If somebody wanted you for your money, go marry a white man. Because we don't have a lot of money. I'm not saying none of us do. Yeah. But, you know, the idea that women are like out I can, here. I can see that being an NBA player's concern. Yeah, right? yeah. But you, you, you work for... You know, you work at Target, fam. Nobody's trying to get you for your for your slightly above minimum wage. And that's not a knock on black men, because I know people are like, oh, you bashing black men. No, what I'm saying is we have this oppositional relationship between black men and black women. And it comes down to black men feeling like black women are trying to get something from us, when reality is the only thing most of the black women that I've met and that I've talked to want from black men is to not be treated like pussies. Don't just treat, like, I know a lot of black dudes that love pussy. I don't know a lot of black dudes that love black women in the system. You can say, well, what do you love about them? Well, their skin is so beautiful. They don't age. Have you seen their ass? It's cool, cool, cool. But what do you love about black women? Because those are things that are just, in general, physical attributes. What do you love about women? I can tell you what I love about my wife. My husband not being black. <laughs> right. 
tells me all the time when I'm like, you know, because I go through my little moods, I be getting depressed, I have my, you know, my illnesses that I focus on, and I go through these periods where I'm like, what do you even love about me? Why are you even with me? You know what I mean? Like, as much shit I put you through, as evil as I can be to you on some days, why are we together? And he'll tell me, he'll be like, because when I look at you when I first met you and I saw you there with you know your daughter and I saw you caring for her he was like that's a different type of compassion a different right. type of um, strength and, and endurance that you had through that whole tough process of being in a hospital you know and so that to me is just like so amazing that right. that's what he saw but that's that's what we're talking about like when and 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 again I, I, I want to reiterate this because I know people will take what we're talking about right and now and twist it into yeah. <laughs> y'all just shitting on black men. And that's not reality. Reality is there are absolutely black men out there who love black women and love them for who and what they are. They love their mm-hmm. minds. They love their compassion. They love, for, in, in my case, I, I love I think about how peace. much you talk about how much you I love your wife's wife mind. All the time. My wife her is. Her intelligence the, and, and her calmness she's the and peace. how peaceful she is. Yeah. She's the peace. And, Which the, is abnormal for a black man to say about a black woman. We had a weird, I had a weird night one night coming from from a comedy club and I talked to uh I was at the club I was doing my set and you know my wife's part of my set just because it was so new at the time and I'm one of those comics that likes to talk about what's happening in my life current yeah. so you know I recently was married and I was talking about how amazing my wife was and I remember getting off stage at uh and going to 1959 at Second City and somebody saying hey man that was really beautiful what you said about your wife is she white Wow. No, and it just, it was like, that was a weird question, but I didn't think about it. And about 20 minutes later, another person said, is your wife black? And I was like, yeah. And we're like, oh, huh, it didn't sound like it. And I was like, what did I say on stage that even related to race? And I couldn't think of it. The calmness. And then I took a Uber home that night. (laughs) And the dude was telling me, I was like, you know, just recently married, da-da-da-da, my wife is about to have a baby. You know, I can't wait to get home to her. She just makes my whole evening better. She's my she's my support system. She's my peace. And I can't wait to get home and, and rub her feet and make sure that she's okay. And he was like, you must be married to a white woman. And I said, why would you say that? That's why a little third people? person that said that. And he said, man, because you know these sisters, they be out here all neck rolls and da-da-da-da-da. Nah, that hasn't, I mean, look, I can't tell anybody else what their experience has been with black women. Right. I'm saying mine has not been that. And I'm 44, almost 45. So I ain't dated one black woman. I've dated almost exclusively black women from the time I was 16 years old till now. So we're talking 28 years of dating black women. Right. I've had maybe two neck rollers. And if we're going to be honest, I probably put some of the roll in their neck. So we, we, this. And see, that right there is a very powerful statement as a man to be able to admit that because a lot of guys don't realize, and it's, I will never say that one person's behavior initiated another person's behavior because you need to have self-discipline and control so nobody can make you act a certain way but at the same time a lot of black men do not acknowledge their behavior well a woman asked me i asked a woman one time why you nag so much she said because i asked you to do things you say okay and then you don't do it yeah it's like and that's you know i was like yeah that makes sense i could say (laughs) i'm gonna do it at this point like if i say if you say hey could you take the trash out and i say yes and an hour later, you come in and you say, I thought you were going to take the trash out. The The solution to that was either A, I get my ass up and take the trash out, or B, I say, yeah, I'm going to take the trash out after I do this. Right. So now you got a time frame. It's communication. But if I don't do it, it's communication. And because we look at each other, the number of young black men, I'm talking about not even men yet technically, that think black women are illogical, uh, um, 
or, or stupid or all in their emotions is so high that they've already established, I'm not going to try and reason with her because she's not reasonable. Yeah. And the bad thing about <laughs> it is the more that you think that and the more that you treat women like that, the more that prophecy. women start to believe that about themselves. They start to believe I have to be like this or I have to marry outside of my race in order to find a, 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 a mate. And I don't really believe that. I dated all black men. Mm -hmm. I dated one Hispanic like in my teenage years. Yeah. But for the most part, I dated all black men mm -hmm. up until my husband. Right. And just happened to fall in love with an Asian. You know what I mean? But when it comes down to it, I was very dedicated into finding a black man mm -hmm. and being with a black man and having a black family because that's what my family believed. My mom is all pro-black and mm -hmm. I would only marry a black man type of mm -hmm. woman. So I looked to that growing up. But at the same time, you get to a certain point where you're like, if, if you're not willing, Right, if somebody makes me happy and if you're not willing to understand me. Yeah, it's it's because it's a tough part when you see so much so many communicate so many conversations either between black men and black women or when they're in their own groups and it's it's complaint after complaint after complaint after complaint. Black men tell me, man, these bitches ain't da 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 and I'm like, Well, we've already started out with the established position that they're bitches. Let's start there. The second part to that is I've been around black women too who either they just ignored that I was there or they felt comfortable enough to say what they really felt. But they expressed to me, I don't trust them, they lie, they do this, they think we're stupid, yada, yada, yada. So this is where we are. And it's and we are forcing ourselves what? a lot of times My to overcome that shit. Being Asian has lied, has done, you know what I'm saying, has done right. things to make me not trust him. We've had to rebuild our trust throughout our marriage. That is not a race thing. That's that is a thing. that is a person thing. That's an individual thing. If you don't have these values built into you right. at a very young age, then you don't understand how to do them when you become an adult. And let's go back to the beginning of this conversation. If we're talking about black men and black women, let's talk about men and women from the very beginning. There's an established way that we raise our little boys versus the way we raise our little girls. This boys will be boys thing turns into men will be men thing. And boys will be boys literally means we're going to do whatever we want to and you just have to understand certain times that we're going to be aggressive or we're going to be physical or we're going to hide our emotions. That's not black. That's across the board. Black, white, Latino, they're all taught that same thing. Mm -hmm. And so because black men don't have this experience with Latino women or white women as much as they do with black women, we put every negative thing that a woman does on black women specifically. And we think, well, if I get a white woman, if I get a Latino woman, it's not going to be the same. Latino well, women be, be Japan, G. Like, I've seen plenty of Latino women. I've seen the videos where the white woman go off in a store because she was told by Apple Care that she was going to get something and she didn't get it. Right. The, the whole point <laughs> is that whoever you with has got to be somebody that you are comfortable being honest and open with. And it requires that from both men and women. This whole idea that as a man, you got to go into a relationship and a woman should just understand who you are is ridiculous because I don't know you. We're so attached to these labels that we've been given and we can't break it. We can't break the fact that I'm a black woman, so therefore I must be aggressive. Right. I'm uh, from the hood, so therefore I must be ignorant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have all these ideologies about ourselves that are incorrect. Right. And we Just have to relearn them. And, re yeah, and we I don't have mind to a little neck that. roll. Look, if you, if you got a little sass to you, be sassy. I don't give a shit. Like, this, this, there's this uh, article where Maxine Waters, they were describing Maxine Waters and saying that she was the only person going after Trump. And it took a sassy black woman to do it. The problem with that isn't that she's actually sassy she she probably is the issue is that black women have 
traditionally and historically been seen as this way. Black mm-hmm. women are aggressive. Black women want to be men. You know, this whole, why, why they want to be so independent? Because, motherfucker, you ain't paying child support. Right, $55.38. I'm not doing that because <laughs> I, I want to. I would love some help. My wife doesn't work at all. Right. She's she's sassy as a motherfucker and independent, too. She took care of herself until we met. She was taking care of herself after we met, but she hated her job. Right. So quit the motherfucker. That was that was the... the um, I got your back on each side. She was like, look, you want to go tell jokes all night? Go tell jokes all night. I was like, look, you don't want to work. Don't fucking work. What it was was we support each other being whoever we are. I didn't, people said, well, what did she bring to the table? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm peaceful. I'm happy. I'm comfortable. That's what she brings to the table. Mm -hmm. How much money she makes, how she looks in a dress, all of that was extra. But the reality was the communication was what she brought to the table. I could talk to her. I could be myself. My ex-wife just told my daughter the other night, your father's a great man, and he will tell you I'm a great woman. We're both good people, but together, he didn't feel like he could be himself with me. Mm-hmm. And you should never be with somebody that you can't be yourself with. That's my ex-wife saying yeah. that about me. So that's to me, that's what the problem with black men and black women is. We're all acting. And if you can take off that character, if you can take the mask off and be with somebody, that's who you're supposed to be I with. I think that's the problem with all women and all men, though. Yeah. I don't even think it's black or white or, Ex- or Hispanic exactly. or Asian. It's just you feel like you have to uphold this image that you've been given, and you don't even know if that's the image that you that you believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't do any type of self-care or self-evaluation or re-evaluation throughout your life, then you just go on living these labels that other people have given you. It's I, an everyday process. Yeah, I do that for years until I started to until my my daughter passed that's when I really started to dig into me and what I felt because I was so unhappy I was so unhappy and I realized that during her life when I was caring for her I had purpose I had something to do I had somebody that was depending on me to survive and that made me feel so powerful when you have a drastic loss like that after going 15 months of feeling so purposeful Mm -hmm. you start wondering what the fuck am am I I doing Mm -hmm. what is this life that I'm living and I didn't realize it I didn't realize it right away it took a few months but when I started to realize it I was like oh no I got to find out who I am not who my parents think I am not who men think I am not who I thought I was I need to really dig deep into Kelly and ask Kelly what are the things that you like what are the things you enjoy you know and if that's just reading a book at a park then that's just reading a book at a park. You know what I mean? Like, these are things, if that's just sitting in a damn corner and being in silence for 30 minutes, some may see that as being crazy, but others may see that as being rejuvenating. It really just depends on your perspective. I mean, I I could sit peacefully with my wife in a room with the lights on, TV off, baby in between us, baby sleep. We're not talking. We're both happy. Nobody mm-hmm. saying anything. There's nothing to be said. We we have, we don't have to say it. Now, if she has a, hey, did you read this? Yeah, I read that. What did you think? We'll have that conversation. But then after that conversation, she'll be like, all right. And we might have another 30 minutes of silence. There doesn't always have to be something being done. But I know that about me. I don't have to be doing something the or saying something. Right. So, you know, I think for, for men and women, period, but we, we're talking through the lens of black right now because we're two black people. But the lens between men and women, how we relate to each other is just, it's too confrontational. And I always say, if you don't like, uh, because dudes are talking about all these women hoes. No, fam. All the women that you know are. 
And they're probably not, but you have a weird definition for hope. Well, that's fine. And but what, go what find did you, you somebody. do or say to make her feel comfortable enough to open her legs to you or anybody? It's not just the woman either. It's conversations. I feel like people well, spend... I always felt weird about that. Like somebody lets you have sex with them and your response to that was ho. So that right, means feel, that you don't feel like you're good enough to deserve some sex. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, right. sir? I feel like every woman that ever let, uh, uh, laid down in the bed with me and took their clothes off did it because they wanted to. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to ask you why did you want to sleep with me because you did. I'm gorgeous, motherfucker. And it's I not because it. I'm less of a woman and I don't, I don't believe in my own self-worth. I'm a hoe. That's why I did it. No. You know? Well, that's, a, that's a, also a power thing where a, sex is something that's done to women. And sex is something that men get. So if you have that mentality that if you slept with a woman, then that means you convinced her to do it. And men need that. Men need to feel like they convinced you to do this thing. Because if they feel like you just let them do it, they lost the power. And if I don't have the power, the only way I can take it back is to call your name. All right, you've been listening to Kelly Talks with Monk. I'm actually going to put a pin in it right there. This is a really deep and thorough conversation about a problem that we all face in um, in our communities, regardless of what your race is. So I really hope that you jump back on and listen to the other part of this conversation next week. I'll be posting it on Monday, the 20th. So be sure to check that out. And yeah, you've been listening to Kelly Talks with Monk. Peace. Sometimes there's just nothing left to say. Sometimes Kelly will say it anyway. Sometimes there's just nothing.